Welcome to the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Musha, and I couldn't be more thrilled that you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's juggling all the things, you're absolutely in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Oh, my friend, as a working mom, let me tell you, productivity is probably something you think about a lot, maybe obsessively. (laughs) If you're like most moms I know, we think about it all the time, all the time. Is this sounding a little bit like you? Do you think about how am I going to get things done? I hope I have the energy. I hope I have the time. I hope I remember to do them. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone because a lot of moms come to me because they are so depleted. They have more to do than they have energy or time. You know, they can't get it all done. So today, let's talk about letting go of some of that guilt, some of those expectations of when you don't get everything done, because you know, we're never going to get everything done. As soon as you get something done, something else is going to crop up on the list. Actually, you're lucky if it's just one thing that crops up and not three to replace the one thing you did, right? (laughs) Doesn't that always happen? You finish one thing, and then three or five more things come on your list. That's just part of life. And you may never have a blank to-do list, and that's okay. We're going to talk about that today, about how to cope and how to think about yourself when that list just never gets empty. Welcome into our podcast today. So good to have you here. So good. I'm glad you're listening. And I have to tell you something very exciting for me. I have the day off tomorrow. And I cannot remember the last day that I had off where nobody was home. I'm going to have no kids, no husband, no work to do. It's just going to be me and I'm so excited. You know, even if we just take an hour and do this, it makes such a difference. I can't even, I can't even. I'm so proud of myself right now for setting up this schedule to have a day off. Because like I said, I don't remember the last time I had a whole day off. I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, (laughs) but I don't know when. What I actually like to do, and I do this a lot more, is I'll take a few hours off because that seems like it's easier. It fits the schedule a whole day. Can I just tell you, it feels so decadent. I have been looking forward to this day. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. And talking about getting things done or maybe not getting things done, I want to tell you about a book that I recently read. And I read this book and it was called, it had the best title. It was called, I Didn't Do the Thing Today. And it's by Madeline Dore or Dore. 
I don't know how to pronounce her name. But I felt like the book was such a good kick in the pants. Like I needed it so badly because the book reminded me that our culture measures our value by our productivity. Can I say that again? Our culture, especially if you live in the United States, maybe if you're listening to this podcast from another country, hopefully it's not that way. But at least where I live, I feel like we are measured by our productivity. And this can be a dangerous thing. Very dangerous, especially for us moms, because it is nearly impossible for us to get everything done that we want to get done. Everything that's on our plate to do, if we were to do it, we probably have to have a 48-hour day (laughs) and lots of energy. And if maybe you're one of the rare people who actually gets almost everything done, I'm guessing maybe you have some help. On the other hand, if you don't have some help, maybe your health isn't ideal. Maybe you're not sleeping as much. Maybe you're not eating as well as you could. Essentially, if you're getting everything done and you're not getting help, something may be suffering. That's very possible. And it can make us feel really badly when we don't get things done. I don't know about you, but when I have a day that's not productive, (laughs) I don't feel so great about myself. And I'm going to tell you, that's not healthy. It is not healthy. And this book reminded me that we should not equate our self-worth to our productivity. And we fall into it so easily, doesn't it? It's so easy to fall into that trap where I didn't get the thing done today. So now I'm going to feel really bad about myself. Like I did something wrong. I shouldn't have maybe enjoyed my day or played with my kids. Or what about the day off I'm supposed to have tomorrow? What if I don't fill it all with things to do? If I don't fill it with cleaning my house, will I feel guilty? I'm going to tell you now, I'm not going to. I'm not going to feel guilty. And it's because I purposely set these intentions. And that's why I want to have the discussion. And it's so funny how the timing is perfect. The timing is perfect because I especially remind myself of this before I take time off, because I don't want to fall in that trap of finally taking time off and wasting the whole day cleaning something that's just going to be dirty in a few more hours or a few days or whatever. That is not what I want for my day off, and it's not what I want for your day off. Now, I imagine I'm going to spend some time tomorrow doing a little cleaning because that's part of my routine. But I tell you right now, I am not going to be spending the whole day cleaning my house. I'm going to just going to tell you right now, not going to happen. So how? How can we go about not feeling guilty when our to-do list is just growing, growing, growing? 
how do we not equate our value and our worth to our to-do list? Because it happens so quickly, doesn't it? You're about to go to bed and you remember something you didn't do and you just feel badly about yourself. It just happens almost in an instant. And it's very interesting because I really enjoyed the book that I just told you about. It helped remind me to not equate my value to what I get done, but I actually don't recommend the book that I read because I felt like it stopped short in a few areas and I actually disagreed with a lot of things that were in the book. So it's like everything in life. You take away and you almost relish the part that speaks to you and everything else, you just leave it. You know, you just set it aside. And I read the book and I decided I'm going to create my own takeaway from the book. I'm going to create my own takeaway and I'm going to decide for myself how to go about implementing this because I don't think the answer is to not do things that are on your to-do list. I don't think the answer is to just let it all go because those things that you don't get to, a lot of them really do need to get done. If you don't get to them, they become these energy leaks and they just suck all the goodness and joy out of you. Because like, for example, I'm just thinking something that's on my to-do list now is to sign my child up for a school program. If I don't sign her up and she can't go, I mean, that's not good, right? That's not good. So we can't just say, don't do things that are on your to-do list. I don't think that's realistic. Instead, I feel like we need to have a better relationship with ourselves, a better relationship with our to-do list. So here's my first suggestion to you. My first suggestion is what I tell you all the time, all the time. And that is number one priority is to be kind to yourself. And this is an ongoing theme because we are so used to being the opposite. We're so used to beating ourselves up. You know, you have this long to-do list and you only got to two things and yet the to-do list is still there. It's very easy to beat yourself up. But what I have found for myself and for the people I've worked with is nothing good happens from that energy of beating yourself up, you know, and it's with anything in life. It could be with your to-do list. It could be with parenting. It could be with how you eat. When you start beating yourself up, you just get filled with this shame, this guilt, and it's not exactly where you want to be to do better next time. You just want to quit. You don't want to do the thing anymore. You want to give up. So for my number one tip, what I would like you to start doing is to notice when you beat yourself up for not getting things done. Just start noticing and then be gentle with yourself. What would your best friend say? Let's say you have a to-do list and you get absolutely nothing done and you start beating yourself up. 
if you told your best friend about this, what would he or she say? Would they agree that you should beat yourself up? If they agree, maybe you should get yourself a new best friend. But most probably not. Your bestie would probably make you realize that you needed to rest, or maybe whatever you were doing was more important. Maybe you needed to play with your child, or maybe you called your mom. Whatever it was, what you were doing was valuable, and your friend would remind you of that. So be that friend to yourself. Notice when you're beating yourself up. Ugh, it's so sad, but we all do it. You know we do it. Because here's the thing. I know if you're a working mom that you are doing more work than one person was ever meant to do. We were not meant for this. We were not meant to raise kids in this nuclear family or whatever your family looks like, you know, essentially I'm saying without a village, probably. Most of us listening to this podcast may not have a village. And working and running a household and maintaining relationships, I mean, this is crazy. You know this is crazy. One person was not meant to be doing all this. So you are doing your best, my friend. And you are enough. Just the fact that you are you, you are enough. You don't need to do anything to prove your worth. You, my friend, are enough and you are beautiful and you don't need to do one more thing to prove your worth. You, my friend, are already there. You're already there. That's such an important message, isn't it? Such an important message because who tells you that? Who tells you that you are enough? You're already there. So I want you to start telling yourself that. And if you're not there yet, if you're not able to do that for yourself yet, put on this podcast and hear my voice. And let me remind you, you, my friend, are enough. You don't need to do one more thing to prove your worth. You are already there. You have done enough and you should be so incredibly proud of yourself. Amen, right? Now let me tell you the second suggestion for you. And my next suggestion is that you take a more relaxed attitude towards your to-do list, which is really, really hard. I know this. Which is harder, being gentle on yourself or being relaxed about your to-do list? I don't know. I'm holding both hands up, trying to decide. I know these can be really, really hard, especially if you've never practiced them and you're not used to these attitudes. Like I said when we first started talking about this topic, I don't think it's realistic to just get rid of your to-do list. That's why I don't recommend these books, this one and some others in the genre, because they just tell you to throw out your to-do list. And that's not realistic. I wish, right? I wish. Maybe we can work on delegating more 
whatever, but we can't throw the whole thing out. You know, our kids need to eat. Our kids need clothes. Our kids need to be registered for camp. There are things that we have to do. They have to get done. But here's the thing. If you have something on your to-do list and it doesn't get done, how often do you beat yourself up about it? Imagine this, okay? Let's just imagine a fantasy life where you didn't get stuff done on your to-do list and you have absolutely no negative emotion toward it. You know, nothing on the list was critical, which is usually the case. I mean, sometimes it is. Maybe you made a mistake and camp forms were due that day, but usually it's not critical. You can turn in the camp form the next day, whatever it is. But imagine if you didn't have that negative emotion when you didn't get stuff done. You just have no drama, no guilt. You don't judge yourself by how much you got done, how much you didn't get done. All that stuff is just gone. And here's the ironic thing. This is so ironic. It's so wrong. (laughs) I wish life wasn't like this. But the fact is, the more relaxed we are about our to-do list, the easier it is to get the things done. When we're all nervous and all tense, everything just takes longer. We just build it up to be this huge monster in our head. You know, it's eight, 10 feet big. And then we go to do it and it's, you know, 15 minutes and it's no big deal. But that only happens when we're relaxed. Oh, kills me. It just kills me. I have to share the funniest story. I'm just thinking as I say this about what happened a few weeks ago, because I had this item on my to-do list that I made into a monster, just like I described. That monster wasn't just eight feet tall. It was probably 12 feet tall with fangs. (laughs) It was ridiculous. I had this thing on my to-do list. I kid you not, maybe four or five months. But what happened was, is I went to a naturopath doctor and they don't go through my insurance. So I have to submit it independently. And can I just tell you how nervous I was to figure out how to submit a form? I thought this is going to be absolutely impossible. There's no way I can do this. This is going to take me three hours to figure out where to go, what to do. I didn't even want to start. I just couldn't. And then I decided to micro action it. You all know by now If you haven't, listen to my episode where I talk about gems. But I decided to do my micro actions. The acronym GEMS, the M is for micro actions, and I do them every day. At least I try to. But I decided that my micro action was just going to be to find the form on the website. I didn't have to look at it. I didn't have to print it out. I didn't have to do anything with it. Let me just spend two minutes and find the silly form. So you hear, I was very relaxed. I was just going to look for the form and I figured it would take me two minutes. Well, you can imagine, because I'm telling you the story, 
that it actually took me a lot longer than two minutes to find the form. It took forever. But once I found the form, I realized this is so simple. Like I looked at the form and I'm like, I could do this in two minutes. But it took me maybe 15 or 20 minutes to find the form that I thought would take 30 seconds to two minutes. But then I just filled the thing out and this monster that was, I don't know, 12 feet tall with fangs and blue hair, it was so simple, so simple. And I couldn't believe it. But that's what happens when we're relaxed about our to-do list and we still work on it. You know, I'm not talking about being relaxed about it and just letting it go forever and ever, because I think that'll create more problems in the long term if you just let the to-do list go and never attend to it. We have to take care of it, but we have to be more relaxed. And that's a process. I'm not all there yet. That is definitely a process because we do not want these things on our to-do list to become these energy leaks and just drain us. That is not what we want. Or for me, if I hadn't done this paperwork, I could have lost a lot of money because I wouldn't have been reimbursed for this medical visit. So it was important. So when I read this book, I was really inspired to not define myself by my to-do list, but to still get things done. Does that make sense to you? So you need a little bit of both. You need to get the stuff done, but not define yourself by it. Such a big difference, such a distinction. And as this podcast comes to close, I want to remind you that you are, my friend, you are a worthy person. Your worth has absolutely nothing to do with what you did or you didn't accomplish. Yes, it's important that you get things done so they don't become these energy vampires or energy leaks and totally drain you. But maybe playing with your kids instead of, I don't know, doing the paperwork that day, maybe that's more important. Or maybe you were exhausted and you decided to chill on your phone instead of playing the bills. The best moments in life are when you let go of your to-do list. Because you and I know this, the list, it's always going to be there. And it's always going to be growing at a rate that's faster than we can check things off. That's just part of it. That's just part of life. But pausing and being in the moment and appreciating your life, your children, the people that you love, that's what life is all about. I mean, keep your to-do list. Don't throw it away. But know it is just a list. It doesn't define you. It doesn't say who you are because you are worthy whether anything is checked off or not. As Madeline Dore writes, perhaps our life improves when we let go of how we think it should be and simply give ourselves enough space to experience each day for what it is. And my friend, I hope that you experience the joy that comes from experiencing every day, 
every moment and being present in your life without worrying about what you do or don't accomplish. Wow, this was a big episode, wasn't it? Big episode. And thank you again for being here, being on this journey with me. And if you haven't already, I would so appreciate if you could leave this podcast a review. Thank you for being on this ride with me. And I wish you so much continued balance. I'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it helped you take yet another step closer to better balance because that's the goal here. And make sure you check out my free course on how to find work-life balance as a working mom. You are going to love the class. It has a beautiful workbook, audio lessons, and it gives a soup to nuts approach on how to be better balanced. I know you're going to benefit so much from it. And I look forward to hearing about how it works out for you. And to access the course, just go to the link in the podcast description. Wishing you so much joy as you work towards that better balance.